Uh, this has been on my heart. I believe that we're living in a time in our lives and in our world and the situations that we're going on that we need. You may need this song. I've, I've quoted this song to my heart when I've gone through some things and I've read it to other people and, and directed their path to this psalm when they were going through things. And I, I, I truly believe that this psalm this morning in Psalm 30 is something that we really need in our life this morning. And of all the things that we're facing and all that we're going through, I believe Psalm 30 and verse number 5 fits the situation. Psalm 30, verse number 5, let us stand for the reading of God's Word. And I, I love this verse. It speaks volumes to my heart and it just points us to where we need to be at. Verse 5, David said that the Lord anger endureth but for a moment. I, I'm glad that the, the wrath of God remembers mercy. Amen. I'm glad God doesn't keep His anger forever. I, I know some people that when they get mad at something, that mad at the husband or the wife or friend or somebody, they never get over it. They get mad and they hold on to it and it festers up. I'm glad that God is not liked, and I'm glad He remembers mercy when He has to deal in wrath. David said, For His anger is endureth but a moment. His favor is life. That's where I want to be in the favor of God. Finding favor with God. Not with man, but with God. Now here's the part that We've been quote many times and has helped hearts and others in times of need. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Preaching on this thought, joy coming in the morning. Let us pray. Father, I thank you tonight, Lord, today, Lord, that you just help us and strengthen us, Lord, and, and lift us up and encourage us tonight, Lord, today. And Father, we just uh, ask you to touch hearts this morning, Lord, to speak to hearts, speak to our hearts in volumes, Lord, and the Lord, just uh, direct our lives, Father. We just ask to touch, heal those that may be going through some storms in their life tonight, Lord, we can know that there's some joy that come in the morning, Father. And we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I'd like to say to you this morning, there is no one in the Bible that is more qualified to write a verse in the Bible like this that, than David. David was more qualified than anybody to write a verse like this. He had gone for a few of these nights of experience of weeping and prevailing and, and, and seemed like joy was just an idea of future distance in his life. I don't know about you, but I, I've, I've been in those spots where it seemed like nighttime lasted for a season. It will never end. And I'm not talking about that literal night. I'm talking about that things that we've been in the nighttime when we're weeping, when we're going through some problems and situations in our life. It seemed like it just went on and on and on. But I'm talking about David this morning. When you read about David's life and, 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 and his life becomes into focus in 1 Samuel chapter 
16 and it does not go out of focus until you get to First uh, Kings chapter 2 uh, and all these chapters we read about David's life is squarely focused uh, God is squarely focused on his life and directing his life we find that David writes much of the Psalms when we read the Psalms. Uh, that gives an additional insight on the character in David's uh, 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 lifetime. When you read about David, yes, he was spotted. Yes, he made mistakes. Yes, he failed God. His life is highlighted by things like killing the giant. Highlighted becoming the king of Israel. Yes, is highlighted by his son Solomon falling in his place. Doing greater things than David did with the throne. But in spite of those great moments in David's life, in spite of what David was able to accomplish, and God deliverance of David, God had grace and God's peace in David's life. All in between, all those great victories and those peaks and high mountain spirits in David's life, we find that there were some deep valleys that David went through. When you read about David's life, we read that he would overcome it was over and over. David was acquainted with weeping. David was acquainted with his heart being broken. David was acquainted to, with dark seasons uh, of night to where it seems like it would just drag on forever and ever. But what I like about David, even though he weeps a lot in his life, even though he goes through those valleys, and even though he's in those dark seasons of life, even though we find that David has all these things going on in his life, all the afflictions, all the trials that David faced and all David went through, you never find David crying out to God and getting bitter or backsliding on God. We find that he messed up in the matter of Bathsheba. But he didn't stay there. We never find that David wind up bitter an old man and mad at the world and backsliding on God. But when it comes to David to, at the end of his journey, we find that there's still a song on his lips and there's still a praise in his heart. He's still giving God the worship. We find that David still went through the valleys, went through the dark places of life, but yet at the end of life, David was still able to stand and praise God. He did not get bitter. Some people go through night times and night seasons in their life and weeping, it makes them bitter. It makes them angry. And you really, you can see it on their face. You really hate asking him, how do you feel today? Because you might as well camp out for an hour and a half. They're going to tell you how they feel. And they always find a fault in everything around him. And let me just say this. If all you can do is find fault, you're not looking in the right place. They're telling you how much they lost and what they're going through and it seems like uh, everything's on them. I, I love this, oh, woe is me. 
That, that was not David. It, it, it's, we ought to be more like David. It, it, it's, it's almost like the, the nighttime experiences David went through. It pushed him towards the cross instead of the way from it. We ought to live our lives that, that whatever nighttime experience that we're going through, no matter what affliction that's upon us, no matter what trial we're going through, it should not push us away from God, but it should push us closer to God each day. But I find that some people, it allows it to push them away from God. I, I, when I read the Bible, we have just went through this with VBS, and we find that this, the Word of God is, is a history book that records the lives of people and how God intervened in their lives. Most people, when they write a story, would not show all the heartaches, all the troubles, and all the trials that people go through. But we see that uh, uh, the Word of God depicts everything that they go through, every heartache, every trial. And I love it that, hey, I can relate to these people in the Bible because they're not perfect. They face trials, they face persecution, they face the mountaintops, they face the valleys. I, I, I can relate to them. We find that David weeps over the same things that we weep over. David weeps over his family. How many of you wept over your family? You're not the only one. David cried over his family. And David has cried over a child that's gone astray. How many of you cried over a child that's gone astray? David cried over a broken heart. David weeps over his son Absalom. There was no broken heart deeper than that of someone, of a parent, that the child has broken their hearts and wounded them. Absalom tried to take the throne that God gave to David. He tries to take it upon himself and takes it, and he breaks David's heart, and David weeps about it. David weeps because he knows what it's like to lose a child. David knows what it's like to stand beside a graveside and say goodbye for the last time. We all can relate to that. David knows what it's like to bury a child. And David wept over his failures. I, I wished I could tell you that this man was perfect, but David's not perfect. He has all kinds of problems like you and I do. He's failed God in a big way. You know his failures. He, he, he commits adultery with another man's wife and he has her husband killed and he has a, out on the battlefield and he has a child with this woman and that child dies. There's a stain on David's character. You know what, want to know what it's like to weep over your sins? Feel the pain and guilt over your sins. Read Psalms 51. David pours out his heart to God and tells him, the Lord, how sorry he is 
how, how he had become and what he had become and what he has done to God. David pours his heart out to God and he wants God to wash his sins away, clean the slate. God, David wants God to forgive him. And let me tell you, if you want to know what it's like to uh, cry over your sins and, and weep over your sins, read Psalms 51 because that's exactly what David does. If you never wept over your failures, then you got a spiritual problem. Thank God for a guilty conscience this morning. Amen. Amen. To where the Holy Ghost can deal with us over our failures and our mistakes and our sins and bring us back to God as God can use us again and again. And God cleansed him. God forgave him. God washed him white as snow. And he was able to sing and he was able to worship and able to praise God. David wept over the fact that he was forsaken. He was forsaken by his friends, and many times he was forsaken by his family. David knows all about the dark hours of life. If that's all we read about David, all the darkness that David faced in a life, that would be a bad situation with us but let me just say this i'm glad there's another part of the text this morning i'm glad it just in in with all that was going on with david weeping may endure for the night he said, in spite of the fact that I wept, in spite of the fact that I'm brokenhearted, in spite of the fact I'm alone and people have done me wrong, my, but my joy comes in the morning. He says, I know that if I hang in there, I stay tough. I know this. He said, I know that the sun is going to shine again. My joy is going to come in the morning. And I, when that joy rises, when that sun rises in the morning, and I'm through that dark hour, I'm through that trial, I'm through that uh, valley, I will be able to sing again. I'll be able to praise God again. I'll be able to look at Him and say, Thank you, Lord, for bringing me through all that darkness. Weeping may endure for a moment, but joy cometh in the morning isn't that wonderful i could just stop right there and say lord i've been through some things i've gone through some things i've seen some things i i've stood beside people that's going through some things uh, but i can look ahead and say thank god there's joy coming in the morning i might have to go through it for a season i might have to go through it for a while but thank god the sun is going to rise again Amen. Joy is going to come in the morning. David's life is but an open book to us. He shows us things in his life. And let me give you three quick things on when joy comes in the morning. You probably can relate with this. You probably can see this. Joy comes in the morning after sickness. 
I, I can speak on this point. I, I can relate to this point. I know what it feels like uh, uh, to lay in a hospital bed. I know what it feels like to be said, hey, you don't know what's going on. Uh, there, there, there's something wrong with you. I know what it's like to have doubt. I know what it's like to have fear. I know what it's like to say, hey, I'm not certain. I'm confused. Uh, but joy is going to come after sickness. I've stood beside those that have gone through cancer and watched their bodies deteriorate. They lose their hair. They lose uh, the will to live. I, I've seen them uh, uh, face this sickness. Uh, I, I watch people stand around. Uh, I watch my father lie in bed and that cancer eating him up. Uh, and I just think to myself, Lord, uh, is there any way? Uh, is it, can you touch him? Uh, Lord, can you heal him? Uh, he got saved, thank God. And I got to thinking about it. Hey, hey if your joy is coming in the morning, it might not be here. But it's there there I know what it's like to lose a family I know what it's like to go to the graveyards say goodbye I know what it's like to face those. I, I, I know what David says. Uh, if all the sickness that comes upon me, all these things that's coming upon me, I, I can just relate to it. With all this that we're facing in our life today. Social distancing. People not coming to the church. It won't always be this way. Amen. Amen. It ain't always going to be no hugs in churches. It won't always be no crying on each other's shoulders in church. It ain't always going to be this way. I love what the Bible says in the Bible. This too shall pass. And thank God, this too shall pass and we'll go back to being normal. And joy is coming in the morning, coming back. This too shall pass. It says it over and over and over and over in the Bible. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Thank God, this too shall pass. Once again, I face Satan this morning. And I battled him all the day long. But in my weakness, God sent reinforcement. And at sundown, I'll sing a victory song. And the sun's coming up in the morning. Every tear we be gone from my eye. This old clay is going to give way to glory. And I'll, like an eagle, take wings and fly. This too shall pass. Joy comes in the morning. 
after sickness. If you're facing something, you're going through something right now, and you don't know what the, the future holds, just let me just tell you this, uh, and let me just uh, be candid with you. Joy is going to come in the morning. It may not be on this side, but it will be on that side. You can say, hey, uh, uh, devil, you know, whatever, whatever I'm facing, no matter what I'm going through, you are not going to win. Uh, there's going to be victory in my life. Uh, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm heading. I may have to endure. But joy is coming in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning after a storm. Joy is coming in the morning after a storm. You read in the Bible, Matthew chapter 14. Jesus told the disciples, Get in the boat and go to the other side. And Jesus goes up to the mountain and prays. The Bible said, while Jesus was up in the, there praying, those disciples in the boat that started out were in a storm. Their boat was rocking and being tossed from to and fro. They were, they were going from side to side. They, they were thinking in their boat, uh, this is it. I'm not going to make it. The storm rages in. The waves are rising up. And they're thinking to themselves, this is it. I'm going to die. I'm not going to make it. We're not going to make it through this storm. We're going to die in this storm. They, they're thinking to themselves, it's over. Fourth watch. Of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. That fourth watch is that time just before dawn breaks. Just, for, just before that sun pops up over that horizon. It's the fourth watch. Now the Bible said they went into the boat in the evening. Here it is, the fourth watch. They've been struggling. They've been battling that storm all night long. They, they're thinking to themselves, I, I don't, we don't know how we're going to make it. We just can't see a way through this. They're thinking, hey, this is it. They, they're thinking this storm, they've been in it all night long. They're thinking this storm's never going to end. They said that, that the boat is, uh, is going to go down. You ever been in that place where you never thought the sun was ever going to rise again? It, it seems like you go through one thing after another thing, and it seems like the storm lasts forever and ever and ever. It's not going to go away. I got some good news for you. You can say my storm has lasted on and on and on. Good news is Jesus came walking into their storm then, and Jesus can come walking into your storm now. The same God they serve is the same God that we serve now. If he did it back then, he'll do it now. Let me just say this. Don't jump ship. 
it, it may like it be a, a tossed, and it may look like you're going down. It may look like you're going to die. It may like this is it, that I'm finished, I'm so with. Just stay in your boat. Uh, Jesus sees you out there. I, I get this vision in my head uh, that Jesus was up in the mountain, and he was praying, and he looked down, and he saw the disciples in that boat. Uh, they were struggling. They were fighting the storm, and, and Satan was coming out to them, and Satan wanted to destroy them. But here comes Jesus just walking on the water. Mm, yeah. He says, hey, devil, you ain't got it. You may have something going on in your life. It seems like the devil just coming one side to the other side, rocking your boat, shaking your boat, getting you upset. Hang in there. Don't throw the oars in. Don't give up because Jesus walking on that water. He's coming for you. He says, I see my children out there. I know what they're going through. I can stop it. You know what the Bible says when he got in the boat? They worshiped him. They praised him. Let me just say this. You may be going something through now. You may got up this morning and didn't feel like coming to church. Let me just say this. You get up. You start praising God. You start worshiping God. You may not feel like it. You may be in a storm. But let me just tell you what. You start praising God and worshiping God and singing the praises of God. He's going to come walking by. He's going to walk up in your water. He's going to get up in the middle of your storm. He's going to calm it. When he got in that boat, the water just laid down. Just calm. You may be going through a storm right now, but when Jesus gets in your boat, it's all right. It's all right. There is joy coming in the morning after the storm. You may be facing something today. You don't know how you're going to get through it. It don't look like the sun's going to ever rise again. It doesn't look like there's no way out. But let me just say this. Jesus is your way out. Don't you feel better when you start praising God? When you just get to the house of God, I, I mean, I've drugged myself to the house of God many a times. I'm getting up in the morning and say, Lord, I just don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I want to go. I just don't feel like it. I don't feel good. But I've dragged myself here. I sit down in the pews and that first psalm, that first song just hits my heart and just breaks me up. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad that I made it here. I'm so glad I'm in my place. I may be going through a storm, but thank God he's going to be in a boat with me. Amen. Amen. Isn't it just good to just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I'm in the middle of this storm. I don't see no way out. I've looked and I looked and this is going to be the end of me. I'll just praise you anyway. I'll just praise you anyway. You've been too good to me. I I can't give up in the middle of a storm. I I can't give up in the middle of a trial. You've been too good to me. I just think I'll sit in the middle of my storm and start praising you and start giving you the glory. 
And I bet you, as soon as you start, as soon as you start praising God, there's a peace that will come on you. God says, I'm here. I love it when He whispers in your ears, I'm here. I'm here. I've never left you. I've always been beside you. I've never forsaken you. I'm so glad that when you praise God, He's in the midst of His praise. Amen. Just because you're facing something don't mean nothing. God's still got it. God's got it. Joy comes in the morning after sickness. Joy comes in the morning after the storm. I love this. Joy comes in the morning after the shout. What? What do you mean joy comes in the morning after the shout? I'm going to tell you what the real joy is. There's a real joy coming one morning. The Bible said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven. With a shout. <laughs> with the voice of the archangel. And with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise. Mm. Then which we are alive shall be changed. In twinkling of an eye. And we caught up. Rapture, by the way. Caught up means rapture. I've had them say there ain't no such word as rapture in the Bible. You just don't know your Bible then. Called up means to be getting out of here. Called up means letting loose and let go. Called up means, hey, bye-bye world, I'm gone. Called up means raptured out of here. I'm pulled out of here. I'm yanked. I don't care how it's called. I don't care what it said. I'm out of here. We're going to meet him in the cloud, and there shall we be with him forever. You talking about joy after a shout. I know there are those who's looking for signs. There are preachers that are looking for signs. Well, you see the signs? Really? I'm not looking for signs. I've quit looking for signs. I'm listening for the shout. I'm listening for the shout. Everything's prophesied. It's already been prophesied. It's already been done. It's already been said. It's already over with. We're just listening for a shout. Amen. Don't look for signs. But he is the Savior. When our Savior steps out on that claw, cloud and calls the redeem of God we'll be living out of this world and we'll get out of this veil of tears that we face there's been some weeping at night time there's been some crying through some seasons but thank God that we're going to a land where there will never be another night 
There will never another tear. There will never another separation. There will never be another time where sickness will come alone. There will not be a hospital. We'll just stand and praise God and give Him the joy. Thank God there's a joy coming in the morning after that shout, after that great shout. One of these days all the weepings will be gone forever. If Jesus does not come back today, you'll have some more storms that you're going to have to go through. You're going to have some more weeping nights that you have to endure. But let me give you this word of hope for you. Keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. It may feel like you're giving up and giving out. You're worn down. The devil has attacked you over and over. But just don't give up because joy is coming in the morning. I'm listening for that shout. I, I, I got this picture of myself standing around a graveyard. When that shout is called up, them graves start bursting wide open. Let me tell you this. It really, really hits me good. I got loved ones that have gone on before me. I got loved ones standing, laying out there in that graveyard. And they're listening for that shout, too. What are they doing? They're listening for that shout. When they hear that shout, they're coming up out of that grave. Oh, Daddy, my grandmothers, my grandfathers, my uncles, my cousins. I got plenty of people that's died and gone to heaven as laying in that graveyard waiting for the shout. Wouldn't it be a sight to be standing in the graveyard when that shout goes on? Wouldn't it be something to be standing there? Wouldn't it be something to be burying somebody? They laying them in the ground and all of a sudden the coffin bust is wide open. They step out. Woo! Shout to glory. Amen. To those dead in Christ. There's a shouting time going. I love that song. There's a shouting time in heaven. There's a shouting time in heaven. We've got something to look forward to. But if God tarries, you've got some more weeping to go through. I would love to tell you once you get saved, You'll never have to another, shed another tear. No. In fact, I would say this. Once you get saved, you will shed more tears than you ever shed before. Because God will put stuff on you. But if you hold tight, hold true, joy comes in the morning. I, I don't know what you're facing today. And I don't know what you're going through.